Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. From the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, standing six foot two, three hundred and something pounds, it's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, from A Star Is Born, abortion is healthcare. Fuck yeah, brother. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is a dog, not my brother. He is not currently present because my wife has about five friends over in the living room. I'm realizing as I'm screaming all this bullshit. More importantly, also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, he's handsome, he's fucking hysterical, we're old school code fam, put your motherfucking hands together for Mateo Lee. Isn't that so funny, all of us who came from girl code? <laughs> I know, it's like, I, I'm like the least successful person from the code family. Everyone that was on guy code with me is a millionaire now, like Andrew Schultz like runs like, like lower Manhattan. Ooh. Runs the world. Andrew Schultz <laughs> runs the world. No, if you, if you think about it, you have to. You, we've got to be honest. They did pick a good cruise. You, me, Nicole Byer, Charlemagne, Andrew Schultz, Aquafina, Carly, like you know, Dan so- I, like uh, Dan Soder, Pete Davidson, Dan Soder, <laughs> Pete Davidson. My God, it's like you know. I feel. I was like, wow, they really, they really got it right. Akash was on it. I mean, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> And look at us now, dropping comedy specials, hosting podcasts. <laughs> really just doing it, aren't we? We're just living the fucking dream, Mateo. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm so stoked to have you on. This uh, this is so fun. I love engaging with someone's manager's assistant and also knowing them personally. It makes me feel like a, a power player. You know, I feel like well, we're do- we've grown up. You know, well, to tell you the truth, it's like I'm doing about eight billion podcasts to promote this special. And I've been in four cities in one week. So it's like I have no was, judgment, by the way. This is I a fucking know, dream, dude. <laughs> I, I know. I just want to let you know, I'm like, it, I, I like the only way this is going to happen is if I had someone else schedule it, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise I'm like my agent will call me and be like, did you get my email? I said, under no circumstances. <laughs> I said, I don't read emails. So. Stop sending them to me. Nobody's got time for that shit. It's fucking chest and tries day. I'm it, fucking. It, well, today I, was shoulders and arms. Ooh. So what are? So we call that the bro split. If you break up like the body, if you break up your workouts like in body parts, like bodybuilder style. Do, what's your? Are you on a three day a week or a four day a week or? I go five days a week. I see my trainer. His name is Damon Bell. I see him every day. Shout out, Mr. And Bell. Damn. Damon, Damon Bell, who's from Australia. Hello. Oh, yeah, all right. And, God, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to picture you two work. I'm trying not to picture you two working out because I cannot. I need to stay focused on this interview. You would think it's really homoerotic, but we really are just talking about Sailor Moon dolls and AbFab, <laughs> the TV show in London. Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> So, you know, it's not as sexy as you would think. Damn it. All right, fine. I'll have to uh, do a little fiction. 
Um, wait, so you go fi- <laughs> you go five days a week, and are you wake- are you breaking up your workouts by body parts? Like, do you have like uh, uh, buys and tries? Sh- today was shoulders, buys and tries. Knees yeah, and well, today was a bit of a toes. mix because knees and toes. Today was a bit of a mix because it's like you know you do legs, and I try and do chest like twice a week because that's a hard muscle for me to grow. And you know, buys, tries, shoulders, back. You know, you just kind of like keep. Yeah, and, I, don't and know. I we- just follow what he tells me to do. And what is he? What kind of uh, like set uh, rep scheme does he have you on? Like high, like eight to twelves, or like low rep, high weight? Or uh, are you, ma- are you mixing mix, it up? He mixes it up. Yeah. Ooh, he also got, this guy out my sounds diet. like. Oh, that's the most. As they say, abs are made in the kitchen, right? Like that's why I've never figured out my diet. That's why I can bench two twenty five for reps, but am three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot of. I don't know how much I can. Uh, most I can do. Okay, I'm really bad at math. Forty five pounds is the bar, and then forty five, forty five, twenty five, twenty five, five and five. So one ninety five. So I can bench press one ninety five. Hell yeah, dog. Please, that's over your body weight, right? That's fucking yeah, legit. I weigh one seventy-seven. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Damn, Mateo. Look, I, I, I. It comes up because you're in a gorgeous white tank top and showing some nice uh, chest and arm separation here. This is like this is like a nice <laughs> legit uh, look on the fucking upper body and some trap development, bro. I know my traps are getting bigger too, but yeah. I'm also a little sunburned, so <laughs> yeah. you know that helps. I think that gives you in that old school bodybuilding <laughs> color, like those guys who used to be like neon orange, <laughs> red with acne. That's really the look I'm going for. <laughs> Beat red, bald, fucking spray on hair, like full fucking HGH out. I just got hair transplants. They all just grew in. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah, yeah. I got them in uh, August. I call my special hair hair plugs in heartbreak, and it's literally because I got hair. The first thing out of my mouth in the specials, I say, I got hair transplants. And then I do like a 15-minute bit about <laughs> balding and what you go through balding and oh, then man. getting the surgery and the after the surgery and the recovery and the whole thing. Oh, I can't fucking wait to watch. That's terrifying. That that seems like a procedure that would scare me. Was it Was it super easy? Well, I don't remember the procedure. I went to a doctor in New York. I didn't want to go to Turkey. And um, <laughs> I didn't want to sit in a plane with a swollen head like a Mars Attacks alien. Like, ack, ack. So I um, did it here. In the- <laughs> <laughs> ack, 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 ack. I got it done here in New York. And I got a really good doctor. And uh, But they... You know, they say that they're not going to put you under. They're going to give you just enough meds to kind of like, you know, doze off when you want to. Like they numb you and everything. But I have no drug tolerance because I don't do drugs and I don't drink. So they gave me two Valium and an Ambien and I was out for 10 hours. <laughs> I didn't wake up once. That crazy. You woke up at the barbershop with like shoulder length hair, getting a trim. Like, where have I been? Like, you recorded a special, dude. You're like, what, what the fuck was I on? <laughs> well, I said to my special, I'm like, I can't believe I slept for 10 hours. I'm like, and also they must have had like a lunch break or something. Like, <laughs> right. are they just eating a Caesar salad over my dead body? Like, this queen can't hold her liquor. Like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> well, it, it looks fucking awesome. Thanks. Yeah, no, it, I... Got a, I went full blown with it. I mean, it was a lot of money. Yeah. But uh, that's an it's investment, it. though. It's an investment. It, it is an investment because, I mean, I hope people, people watch it and then it allows me to own all of my own material, Hell which yeah. is the biggest thing because, like, when you, you do stuff for, like, the, the streaming services, you know, you don't own it. So you can't post what you want. You don't have the liberty to do what you want with the material. And to me, I'm like, okay, they're also not guaranteeing, like, advertisement. So it's like, oh. I have, like it's kind of a scary risk so like at least with youtube i'm like i have a a substantial youtube following and then i can have i can share it that i just want people to see the jokes that's all i care about well also like take it from someone who had a travel show that came out on a network and then that network folded and then became a streamer and then the streamer changed its name and no one cares about it and no one who worked on it from the studio even works there anymore because of massive layoffs Take it from me, <laughs> 101 Places to Party Before You Die, now deeply hidden on Max. But if it was on YouTube <laughs> and we owned it, it would feel a lot better. You know, we would still have a place to go. Well, YouTube is really, I think, underrated. It, it really is. Everybody watches YouTube. Yeah. My, I mean, like, I'm, I'm older than you, but the younger generation, my brother, like, 
listens to podcasts on YouTube. He like Wait, does. How, ev- how old are you, John? I'm 41. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to turn 37. Ooh, you young buck. I'm so envious. We met when I was 26. I know, dude. I mean, even I, I was old on Guy Code because just by default of how young everyone else was, I was like. <laughs> 34 or whatever 33 and i was the old dog i was always like my wife back in my day we used to say even worse things about women than we're currently saying on this show. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember you, were you just guy code because i i think because i'm gay i was on both Damn yeah, me. you got to do both. Uh, yeah, a little stolen by Valor. Uh, no, I uh, I did uh, just Guy Code and then like a couple of random Girl Code like specials and stuff like that. And then Guy Court and all those fucking insane. It infinite- honestly was <laughs> such a great gig. You show up, you Monica and Bethany were makeup and were great, you know, and you, you, you put on an outfit, you sit down, someone asks you a bunch of questions, you just try and be silly and then that's it. I mean, it was... Yeah. It really kind of like, I mean, I don't know that you could replicate that again. Also yeah. with the cast. My God. So that was accidentally like, like, wow, all these people are in New York and willing to write and perform material for us for a severe under non uh, underpaying of a non-union gig. Oh, and we got paid nothing. We got paid nothing. And I will say that that's one of those things where you hear about like that show aired all day, every day on MTV2, and we couldn't even get a fucking nickel of that. Which, And we were coming up with everything we said, too. And it's funny, people are, like, striking now, and I'm like, yeah, that would have been fucking sick for us if we had, like, any residuals built into that show. <laughs> Zero residuals. We got paid absolutely nothing. We wrote all of our own material. <laughs> I would have gotten but chest you know hair what, plugs by now if I had that money. I, I want, <laughs> I I want chest hair so bad. Oh, I'll give you... I got a pretty solid head of hair still. I'll, I'll, if you need more, I'll hook you up if you give me some chest hair. <laughs> I want chest hair so bad. Uh, I just shaved mine down, but, you yeah. know, it's like, it's sort of like coming back in. Yeah, I have like absolutely none, and I have not shaved it since high school swimming. Damn. Are you, <laughs> what was your ethnic background? I'm uh, half Italian and half like my dad doesn't know his real dad and his mom was a liar. So we think we're German because his stepdad was German. But have you rea- done the 23 and me? We haven't. No one in my family has because we're all afraid it's going to like because we don't know my dad's real parents. And we're going to end up being like, oh, fuck, it's like a serial killer or some shit. So the less well, we know, we're the Italian. better. There's not, we, plenty of killers. In our family. My, <laughs> yeah, my, 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 uh, mom- my mom's side's from Naples. Uh, I mean, we're Same. Uh, oh, sick. That's I was really just fun. in Naples a month ago and I, I don't speak Napolitano, which is the language they speak there. I mean, it's people different than speak- Italian. So in Italy, there's 34 different languages. <laughs> there's the national language Italian, which I'm fluent in, right? And everyone has to learn Italian, like at school and stuff like that. But then like in, in Naples, for example, they speak a dialect. It's literally a language because it doesn't relate to Italian called Napolitano. And um, <laughs> I can't speak it. And I was in Naples a month ago with my friend Tedzetta. And uh, I was in this cab in this this cab driver he was like in his early hundreds and he was trying to talk to me about my nana who's from naples and he was like but i just kept hearing like i'm like what (laughs) and i kept saying it to him like what are you trying to say i'm like oh my god so but yeah i'm not bullied on that's awesome yeah because i didn't know it was a language but i know that like my pop-up used to say napolitalian johnny uh, and they were the Valentinos <laughs> and they wanted me because once I decided I wanted to do like comedy or be an actor or it, work in entertainment, my family all wanted me to change my name to John Valentino so I could be Johnny Valentino. I was like, I oh think that's God. like stolen Ginzo honor at that point. I'm not. I'm, like, what a bunch of guineas. My God. I know. I know. <laughs> Johnny you, Valentino. Oh, my my mom's whole side of the family are we're all union stagehands on Broadway and like in New York. Really? They're all the most Italian job. At, you know, it's like mafia adjacent. Like they come over and they get each other the jobs. My my grandfather was a freight elevator operator. He just did like an elevator up and down all day long at Fox Five, and we just got my dad a job there. All his brothers, the whole Valentino family, every male Valentino family member, all worked on. Uh, offer IATSE <laughs> like stage my, and shit. <laughs> my grandma's grandpa who uh 
he sat in the back of the truck with a gun to uh, distribute alcohol during Prohibition in Chicago with Al Capone. <laughs> That's some legit Ginzo shit there. That's some real pride, man. Yeah, uh, my grandpa who's Sicilian, there's no, like, nothing. Like, there's no Sicilian mafia stories, nothing. They're just kind of like, they just live in a town in Sicily that had an earthquake 60 years ago, and they don't stop talking about it. Um <laughs> That's pretty much the the history of his town. But my grandma's family, it's like mysteries and murder and mafia. And it's like, oh, oh my God. Everyone in my family on both sides dies so young that we don't get a lot of like legends passed on. But I remember my great grandfather, Tino. And now I'm thinking about it. His name is maybe maybe it was Tino Valentino or maybe Tino was his name. <laughs> Get the fuck. He the only thing I remember about him is that his hands were so big. He used to put them on his head and his like fingers would come down to it. I mean, I, I met him when I was like I, he died when I was like five. But I remember his just hands were fucking enormous. And that was like terrifying. He would be like, put it on your head and it would go down all the way over your face. He'd put it on his own head. He could like palm a fucking basketball. He had like these giant like masonry hands. It was fucking terrifying. My real, my blood grandfather is actually uh, Mexican from Mexico. Hell and yeah. um, he uh, had five kids with my grandma and then five kids with another woman and named all the kids the same name so he didn't confuse them. So. <laughs> My grandmother stopped talking to him, obviously. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm a quarter Mexican and I have no idea. Like we did 23 and me and my mom. It's like recent ancestries in uh, Central America, Mexico. And it shows like 60 cousins my mom has, like all like Lisa Gonzalez and like all these people. I'm like, Ma, we should write, try and reach out to these people. They're your cousins. She's like, I don't know what I would say, you know. <laughs> That's really funny. Actually, uh, my two of my cousins randomly. This is such a dumb story, but you just made me want to set, tell it. Uh, one one family cousins in the Valentino family, uh, they put up a kid for adoption because uh, they got pregnant very young, but they ended up staying together and they have three kids. So there is another kid who's like a blood relative of theirs out there raised by another family. <laughs> They he, we had like they found each other late in life. This kid was like forty five now at this point. He came out to Long Island to meet like all of his blood relatives that he had like only like you know because his adopted parents were okay with it and all this. So he comes to meet up, and <laughs> my cousin, one of the Valentinos, is like, "Get this shit! Everyone in the family is a fucking stagehand. This guy's a cancer research scientist. Makes you think, huh?" And I was like, yeah, dude, it makes you think maybe we should have all gotten off Long Island. Sounds like these guys got like, 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 just by like, like, actually, it didn't make us think. That's why we're staging. We're, we're not thinking. That's why we're still here doing fucking blue collar jobs, brother. My mom met her other brothers and sisters with the same names at their dad's funeral. <laughs> That's fucking wild. So, you know, she's one of seven, but she's probably one of like 13. And then my first cousin is some Mexican guy named, well, I don't want to say his name, but there's <laughs> my first cousin at 23 me. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it's actually my uncle because technically he's my uncle who's younger than me because my grandpa kept having kids. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, that's always a fun vibe when you're, when, your nephew is older than you. Like that's a. I like shit like that. <laughs> well, I went on a Mexican TV show called Noches con Platanito, and uh, they, which do you, you speak would think, Spanish too a little bit. I do. I do speak Spanish, but they, um, the host. It's like a late night show, like Letterman, except the host just is a clown. He doesn't do any clown things. It's He's just, just dressed clown. like a clown. Yeah. <laughs> right. Trying to conduct an interview like Letterman, and then they're they're like his sidekick was this old guy who would just go ah ah. And uh, they asked me about that story, and I said it. And then his response about this traumatic story was, tu abuelo. So, like, how smart is your grandpa? And then the whole audience clapped. And I was like, this is <laughs> fucking wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mi abuelo le gusto, me le gusta fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mucho. I, I mucho fucking and mi familia. Well, I'm sort of reconnected with my Mexican history because I'm dating a Mexican guy now and uh, he lives in Mexico City. So I've been going to Mexico City to see him and I'm like 
practicing my Spanish again. And I'm like, wow, I forgot that I'm Mexican. That's kind of cool. That's so fun, man. That's so fun. I'm recording this ad at 8.28 in the morning. Uh, so far, all I have in my system is some water, some blood pressure medication, and my AG1. I take AG1, Athletic Greens AG1, every morning. Um, and I like it because it's a way to get some supplements and some uh, vitamins in without having to take pills. Because first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, pills make me a little nauseous. And I don't want to eat breakfast. I like to skip breakfast. I'm doing a little bit of something like an intermittent fasting. So every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me benefits like gut, mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. It's My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's easy to make it a daily habit. I just mix it with some water. And look, you're going to hear me say this again and again because this is the most important thing. It's a very easy first step in the morning to start making healthy choices. You know, it's a minor thing, but once you make that healthy choice, healthy choice, it begets more and more healthy choices. Plus, it's 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source uh, ingredients, and uh, it's a bunch of water, you know? You know, it's, if you've been sleeping, if you're doing it first thing in the morning, you've been sleeping. It's been, uh, you know, seven to nine hours since you had some uh, fluids. So you get your AG1, you get your vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients, and you get some water. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. That's a great combo, too. Mexican and Italian, two of my favorite cuisines. I know that's not how I you're mean, supposed to break down cultures, but for but then real. My dad ruins it. My dad's Irish. Can't cook. Actually, I will say this. My dad can cook uh, for an Irish man, but they're not like, oh, Tati Tatar. Like, they're like six <laughs> generations in America. Yeah, yeah. My mom's family is like, wahoo! You know, so it was like... <laughs> Definitely. But the thing is, like, I was raised by my mom's family. Like, I mean, we all grew up in the same block. I have all, like 34 first cousins. It was just like, I just grew up being like, oh, yeah, I'm Italian. And then like, I like meet my dad's family who are the nicest people, but they're like strangers. Well, like, also, who, who are you people? Where did you grow up? Suburbs of Chicago and Orange yeah. Nights. Yeah. See, I grew up uh, on Long Island, a.k.a. like suburbs of uh, New York City. And I'm only half Italian, but my childhood was like Italian culture exclusively because like the the my mom's side of hosted everything. My my dad was like, you know, just like WT is like his parent. My dad, my pop up worked at a deli. My grandma uh, didn't work. And so like they they were not like uh, everything we did was Italian. So I never even like had this German culture of my I got German culture from my dad's stepdad. But we don't know my dad's real dad, so we don't know what blood we are. So we would do like Jägermeister shots with pop pop on that side. But it's everything we did was Italian, so I feel like no matter what you are, that kind of is a dominant cult because of how powerful well, Nona could it, be. It, yeah, right. It's a dom. One, it's a dominant culture. I mean, really, it's like it will it's take. Like, no, over no, no, no. Anything. Sit down. I'll cook. I'll cook. Sit down. Yeah. Sit down. I'll make all the food for this party this weekend. Yeah. But also, too, I think like to me, my interpretation or my perspective of it is like whatever the mother is, is what the kids are, because <laughs> it's like the mother's raising the kids. I mean, I know right. dads like now pretend to be like fatherly and stuff, but um, dads don't. They're not my dad. I mean, I love my dad, but my dad. I mean, he worked and that was about it. He yelled yeah. every once in a while. Okay. He was a Vietnam vet. My yeah, mom, so, it was So like, we're close enough in age that we have uh, that generation of father, at, you know, like, right, where they, <laughs> which was more than their dads did. Like, oh, you know, like, and they really was, prided themselves on doing slightly more than their dads, or in my dad's case, being slightly less abusive than his father was. Like, oh, <laughs> right. you think me slapping you on the ass is a problem? Well, my dad used to hit me with a belt and be like, okay, how about just none of it, though? Bro? How about none of it? <laughs> Stop throwing spoons at us. But yeah, I, uh, my, so it's like whatever my I I just don't know his whatever I don't know I didn't yeah. connect so that's funny because like that's a quarter of my family I don't really know so like and then Italian culture becomes super dominant and then yeah like 
you know, being raised cat, my, my dad not being religious, my mom being Catholic, that kind of dominates us then. And so it's like, we're doing those at holidays and my Adele and, and did, did you do the night of the seven fishes? No, but I've in the last three years over pandemic with my wife, we've started doing it. Is Ourselves. your wife Italian? Her family's Italian and Portuguese. So like, oh uh, God, what yeah, a combo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're all we, crazy cooks. And so we were like, it was the first Christmas. We weren't going to be going back to her house or my house. And we were like, fuck, what are we going to do? I'm like, babe, this is a chance for us to set our own traditions. Let's pick traditions we want to do. And now on Christmas Eve, we do a Feast of the Seven Fishes with a couple of cop-out moves in there. Um, uh, well, I'm allergic then- to seafood, so I always had to eat coltelletta. <laughs> my love- sister, we, we didn't really do Night of the Seven Fishes growing up. And then my sister for a while dated this Italian guy. So Christmas Eve, we would join their family. And it was like so Ginzo-y. Like, my poor dad. Um <laughs> And uh, and her ex-boyfriend's family, none of them spoke English. So that was fun because it was like just to go and chat in Italian and stuff. But they would do the Night of the Seven Fishes, but they would make, because kids don't like seafood, they would make extra red sauce for the, with no seafood in it. And then they would make um, coltelletta, like, you know, chicken cutlets. Yeah. Uh, and that's, so it was like, every adult was like standing in line trying to get like shrimp and octopus and this. And there was me and like seven five-year-olds like waiting in line, like with my plate. <laughs> To get well, my yeah, you, you you still don't you're still allergic to seafood. So even as a grown up, you're getting the Dino Nuggets on Christmas Eve or whatever. That's right, <laughs> that's right, and I have although, no shame about it too. Although I'll say, chicken cutlet is one of my favorite foods of all time, and it is absolutely not that prevalent on the West Coast. Uh, here in here really? in Los Angeles, it is in New York or uh, in the tri-state area. You can get a chicken cutlet at any deli. Like you yeah. can get like made chicken cutlets at any deli on a sandwich. You can get a tray. You can get parm. You can get it with uh, mayo and lettuce, bacon and cheese. Uh, here on the West Coast, you can't find it like that. Like it's not. not do, you, do you like living in L.A.? I love it. But for the last four months, we've had really shitty weather here. And it's just been like New York level, like winter depressing. And now New York is also turned and it's beautiful there. And it's still not nice here. And I'm starting to have like. I'm paying an insane amount of rent. I'm so far away from my family. <laughs> this is costing a fortune. And no. I'm not and I'm not getting the fucking playtime Hollywood bullshit of like gorgeous weather when I don't have it. What the fuck am I living here for? I know. I mean, I have to be honest with you because, you know, Nicole Byer is one of my best friends and she's like, why? And Bob, the drag queen of Monet Exchange. When are you coming to L.A.? When are you moving to L.A.? And I was like, I will never move to L.A. I wouldn't rather be dragged into the street face first for 10 miles and get killed, then live in Los Angeles. Bro, I, I and I'll tell you why. A good a good excuse is Italian culture like stopped at Chicago. They never they never they it never did. they didn't need to well, go much further. Italian, not even the Italian culture. It's just like the way of living. Like I don't want to be in a car. I don't like the stained yellow sun all yeah. day. The strip malls, the you know, I love look. I live in the West Village. I love looking out and seeing a city that, at second I walk out my house, the adventure begins. Like a gay Italian, a gay Italian American who speaks fluent Italian living in the West Village is like, why the fuck would you come to SoCal? It like it like it makes total sense. Uh, but like trying to get like hero, like a, get like a fucking hero bread. It's like there's. A few places do semolina. A few places are doing cutlets. A few places do a full-blown like Italian combo here, like with the mortadelle and everything. It's impossible to find that shit out here. And me and my wife, we talk about it all the time because that's what we grew up on. And we're like, oh, shit, it's like Italians got to Chicago. And we're like, this is plenty far. Let's just there's no little Italy in Los Angeles. Well, Italians are very similar to Jew, like Jewish people and Italians, I think, are very similar. It's like you really only find us in cities. New York, Chicago. Very urban people. and Right. Philly, Miami. But then, like, I mean, L.A., there's Italians and, and, and Jews, but not as But brought there like, by Hollywood. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it's I, not... It's, and Jews and Italians, they have that famous Hollywood pact that Jewish actors are allowed to play Italian characters and Italian characters are allowed to play Jew- uh, Italian mean, actors. So are <laughs> culturally the same. Like, yeah. we're so similar weird, to like, Weird Oedipal mo- weird mom shit, weird uh, uh, guilt, weird guilt. anxiety. Yeah. Uh, we uh, look the same. Yeah, food-based ba- food culture. Uh, uh, and I always just, like, 
that that to me was New Yorkiness. But then you like zoom out and there's like like layers of cult. like I'm like always it's because a lot of Italians and Jews are New Yorkers or Chicago people. And then when you like think about it more, it's like, oh, weirdly enough, it goes like deeper into the culture. There's a lot like just the food is love and consu- I've impressed people my entire life. I mean, this is a whole nother topic, but I've impressed people my entire life with my appetite, like in-laws, uh, grandmas, friends. Oh, Jonathan, look how much you eat. I'm like, I'll have another bowl. And they're like, oh, yeah, I love you. Hey, oh, Kaylinda. You know, I'm just consuming fucking my Cuban friends, just eating food and his abuela going ape shit for how much rice I'm having. And like that obviously fucked me up to the point now where I have high blood pressure and uh, uh, some <laughs> high level. High... But it was worth it. It was worth it for those reactions. Dude, my in-laws love me. My father-in-law loved me. He was a cook. He loved me because I'd be like, yo, these lamb chops are sick and have like eight of them. And he'd be like, yo, my, this guy's got an appetite. Talking to his daughter, like talking to my wife, like you got yourself a nice boy here. He's able to eat a lot. And I was like. Yes, and now I'm like, uh, you know, sweating on the staircase, taking the escalator well, it's, everywhere. It's like that old Ray Romano joke where he's like, "Here's how it works with an Italian mother: if you want a little bit of food, you say you don't want any more food. If you really don't want food, you have to kill her." <laughs> it's sort of true. It's unstoppable, and also if there's leftovers trying to leave someone's house i i don't think italian people understand this if i don't know if your family does this but like i'm sure it's i cannot leave a place without like no 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 take this big tray of ziti with you i'm like i'm going on the train to fucking back to brooklyn come on please what do you oh i know johnny you love chicken cutlets look i've wrapped five up in tinfoil here put them in your backpack next to your laptop it's like no 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 i can't have this i can't i don't need this but like family the of meatballs and lasagna after Christmas that I bring home. Uh, and I do. I, de- I devour it. I devour it. I fucking it love fun. it. It's like it's yeah, I love it. I used to get a tray of meatballs as my birthday present every year from my grandma. She was like pretty poor, but she knew I love meatballs. And I, I would love that. <laughs> I would be like my nonna. My nonna doesn't cook anymore because, you know, she's too, like she can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's sharp as a, as a whip, but she cannot, like, physically do a lot of stuff now. But my grandma's meatballs were, like, and her lasagna was the, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite. So. My, my mom is, like, the one Italian Catholic, uh, uh, Italian Catholic Long Islander that can't cook. But she taught, she can do sauce. Like, that's just obviously, like, we, and growing up being fucking, you know, like, uh, lower like being fucking trashy little middle class kids my mom would make sauce on sunday and then we'd have it on like uh pasta that night uh and then like two uh, a night later we would freeze some and then a night later we'd have it on ravioli a night later my dad would make chicken cutlets with it and then like on the fourth night it would be like soup and sandwich night and then it would be like the weekend ordering pizza or eating at friend's house but we got by on like to the point where now a big fat you just described my childhood but it pasta like I'm like burned on pasta now. Like I, I like I, I can eat it. First of all, how often are you eating it? <laughs> he's so angry with me, folks. For the listeners, <laughs> he's he's truly like an emoji angry level. How, <laughs> oh. <laughs> how, how many times are you in Italy? Uh, I've only been there once. I got, obviously I'm not going to not eat pasta in Italy if I go. You know, when in Rome so I, or when in Tuscany or when in Napolitano, I'll be there. I. I go to Italy. I'm going next or in two weeks for two weeks. And oh. I go every year, probably four times a year. God damn. And I eat, not kidding you, two bowls of pasta a day. Like lunch and dinner, just pasta lunch for lunch? and dinner. I oh. cannot get enough of it there. I could eat. I literally, I mean, I don't because I'm trying to be, you know, like gays are like the opposite of Game of Thrones where they're like winter's coming. We're like summer's coming, you know. So like <laughs> I haven't had a carb in so long, but... When I go to Italy, all bets are off. I don't care. I'm going to smoke cigarettes. I'm going to eat pasta. Oh, I dream. do not care. Oh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I'm a, exactly. And it does. It is like a very much a carb heavy thing. So I feel like I find myself not eating pasta by choice a lot, but also like I like I red sauce and like Cheez-Its, unfortunately, were like such a huge part of my childhood that I got burned on it for so long. But now I like that with Pringles. (laughs) 
I ate too many Pringles one day, and I so I'm gonna turn my air on, and and I was like, oh, I don't think I like Pringles anymore. Pringles are so artificial tasting, but they have like something special about them that they taste better the more you've eaten in a row. Like if oh, you have yeah. one, the, the first one is the, the first one is awful. Then the second one is way is way better than the first one, but still not good. But then the third one, then all of a sudden, once you get a momentum going, you're like, these things fucking rule. But if you break and then put another one in, you're like, this is like cardboardy and barely flat. But then you keep it like forces you to like chain eat them, dude. The sour cream and onion ones were so good, but also they're the pizza like the ones. That, I was obsessed with the pizza ugh. ones. Oh. The way that they're shaped though is fun to put on your tongue. I agreed. Like, and break it. It's a it's a fun food it's, to eat. It's fun to eat like a duck, right? Like you don't you you break it without Quack. using your teeth. You just like open your mouth and smash down in your fucking thorax. It's like church bread, where you're just like that <laughs> little loaf. But you know, yeah. body of sour cream and onion, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Catholics are so fucking weird, bro. I was just talking about this the other day, man. It's a real strange vibe. It's a real strange vibe. Like the the stuff you're like. I get it now. I understand like the symbolism of it all, but like. When you turn nine, you're able to eat Christ's body for the first time. That feels gay. fucking strange. <laughs> Everything about the Catholic Church is gay. Bitch. Hey. Bitch, I'm going to drink your. Oh, you're so. I love you so much. I want to drink your blood, bitch. She's <laughs> serving body. Honey. Okay. Thanks, priest. <laughs> Awful. We- <laughs> When we were kids, we always joked that the Holy Ghost was gay. Uh, I mean, we because it would always be like the father and the son like made sense. And then the Holy Ghost would come in as like the wacky neighbor. And that's like we imagine he was and he was like, look out. It's the ghost, baby, is what we might. I, I wish <laughs> I was like a gay neighbor on a TV show. I want to be like in, in uh, Bewitched again, you know, where Paul Lind, like the nose and neighbor, like, oh, OK, well, ah, ah, ah. like or Wilson. Be a dream Except you got to show your face. You got to show your Wilson. Face. Wilson was very gay. He was into like art and culture and stuff. Like they totally always gay. coded those older men who like they were like never widows or divorcees. They were always like it. Oh, they're interesting cultural guys. It's like, come on, guys, just say have them have a boyfriend for fuck's sake. You know, I gotta I gotta say I hate home improvement, but. I like <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Let's take a moment and just say I can't believe I, it. I watched every fucking episode of that show. I watched and it, every episode. It's so bad. I didn't I even like it everyone. when I was a kid. I didn't even like it that much when I was young. But but as characters I liked. Like I liked Al's character. Love I Al. liked Jill a lot. As a kid I didn't think I liked Jill, but it's because I'm a kid. Then I watched as an adult and I'm like, "Oh, Jill is like struggling oh. with this family of machismo assholes." Like they're just the husband. I I don't like Tim Allen, but no, it's um, completely understandable to not like Tim Allen. He is I know wildly but I like unlikable. Ta- I like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I like Zachary Jill. Ty I like Brian. Al. I liked um, Pamela Anderson was in it for a while. You know, it's like a lot of really like so like I guess there's parts of the show that I did like, but I guess I just don't like Tim Allen. So it's hard to watch a show where he's always the focal point. Right, he sucks. Uh, if you're ever, it's really fun to be around someone named Tim and get to say, I don't think so, Tim. Like, it really feels good. It's like really a nice trigger to get into that Al Borland headspace and hit him with the Just the whole, think- like, oh, 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 oh. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what are we teaching people? Like, it's and, so And the fucking gross. edits. Creak. Oh, yeah. Wah, wah. yeah well, to like- be fair, I could stand by that. Yeah, that was I liked it. I liked it as a creative choice. In Chicago, the way it worked is on Fox at night, five o'clock was The Simpsons, and then five thirty was Home Improvement. Six o'clock was another episode of The Simpsons, and then six thirty was Seinfeld. So that was the syndicated That's a hell shows. of a block. Yeah, that was right, right. So I would watch because I was obsessed with The Simpsons. You'd, I'd watch The Simpsons and then suffer through Home Improvement. And then finally get to The Simpsons again. Dude, uh, that was like when I was younger, it was like friend, it was always like Friends, Seinfeld on and whatever else on Thursdays because I'm a little older. So I was watching it. Before, I remember must see TV. Yeah. And then on Sundays, it was like Simpsons and something else. I forgot. Uh, yes. The Simpsons were on Sunday. And I remember my mom didn't let us watch The Simpsons. We were like really young, but my aunt Cindy did because she liked it. 
So I would purposely go. They live next door. So I'd purposely go to my aunt Cindy's house on Sunday so I could watch The Simpsons with them. Well, one of the most Italian American sentences ever is that my aunt Cindy lives next door. Is like the realest shit. I I mean, my I have great parents, and I really feel like they raised me and my cousins like brothers and sisters. And my aunt and uncle feel like my other parents. Like That's I, so I we talk awesome. every day, all day. My cousins are still my best friends. We talk all the time. We know everything. And my and I to my grandparents' credit, I love that they don't care that I'm gay. They I talk to them about anything. The way I talk to you or I am on stage, I talk to them. Like I feel very I do feel very blessed coming from That's awesome. That family. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh it's weirdly like I I feel like and I, again, like my Italian American side is like weirdly closed-minded. But well, also weirdly, we, yeah, that's and that's it's not the Italian part. It's the the trashy Long Island part. Yeah, <laughs> I, there, oh, I think we froze a little. Oh, no, here. John, you're frozen. All right. Now we're, we're good. Say we're something. Back. OK, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey. Hey. My wife, my no, wife had a bunch of people in the other room. So my Internet's fucking whacked. <laughs> <laughs> what are they over for? They're just hanging out. She's uh, got a big uh, event this weekend for florals. So she's got some people helping her out and uh, get uh they're all bu- friends who are like freelance uh, florists helping out, like making a shit ton of fucking uh, pieces out there, as the kids say. That was the most straight thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, you some florists, some shit helping out with the thing and the the guy. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. I'm not, I'm not the the pinnacle of heterosexuality, uh, but I will say a lot that's infused there is sort of a '90s stand-up feeling towards my wife. Have taking over my entire apartment with flowers all the time. It's a little, I, uh, it's a I little like sitcommy. That. My current life right now. I have like four, two gay guys and and three women are like eight feet away, blasting Gaga and making corsages and fucking shit. Are you sure you're not and on I, Fire Island? I wish, dude. By the way, I went to Fire Island all the time growing up. <laughs> I, I've only been once. I need to go have like a. I've never had like a Fire Island experience. I should reach out to Joel Kim Booster because I feel like he goes and has the best time. He, I, he I went certainly once knows, years ago. He certainly has done some research because his uh, his screenplay reflects. Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously his movie too, which was great, by the way. If you've you not seen movie. it, you should yes. see Fire Island. So, good. Um, but uh, I never go because when I, I my only vacations I take are like Italy and to then Italy. I just, like being in the city. But I want to go. I want to go in like a house and like do the whole Fire Island thing. I just like I've never done it. And my my close group of friends who are gay are all either in L.A. or like working drag queens. So no one really vacations a lot. And the one time I went to Fire Island was years ago. I mean, before like I could sell a single ticket and my friend was <laughs> nice enough. He's like, I want to have you headline. We're going to do a performance at the Island Breeze in Cherry Grove. Hell so I yeah. took the whole train <laughs> boat, went out there. My friend Alfredo, who bitched and moaned the entire time on the train ride. And then I get there. It's raining. It's two people in the audience. I'm bombing. And I remember being like, Taylor, give me a cigarette. And I literally smoked on stage, which, by the way, <laughs> fabulous. I mean, there is I'm not a smoker, but I if Chappelle I is on, on the stage. Yeah. Uh, but that is the one thing about Chappelle. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, well, because it's like it's the one I, thing, because it's a great amongst, punchline. It's a very easy punch. Oh, it's so cool. You're sitting yeah. and smoking. It's a, so. Um, but yeah. And then 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 we slept over. But my friend Taylor only had a twin size bed. He's six, four. My friend Alfredo is six, four. And I'm five, nine. We all slept in the same bed. It was a nightmare. <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, just. Two guys named Mateo and Alfredo, who are two completely different heights, hitting Fire Island <laughs> together is like a fucking comic strip. <laughs> like that's fucking awesome. Alfredo, Speaking of comic my, strip, my hop. Oh, so, sorry, I just want I, I meant to shout this out for listeners in case they don't know. Mateo is also a fucking hell of an illustrator. Uh you draw the fuck and you've drawn uh some of my crushes because you're a big X-Men head. So you've I drawn am. some uh Gene Grays and more specifically for me, Mon Cherie. I love Rogue. Rogue. Uh you know what's funny about drawing is people hear that, they say, Oh, you draw. That's nice. It now that I'm so far removed from that, because I, I worked eight years as a professional storyboard artist for TV commercials and fashion illustrations. I lived in <laughs> Italy painting. I went to the best art school in the country. Like I was such a prodigy when it came to art like <laughs> i i look at back at it now i'm like oh my god like how 
talented I am. And then I'm like, I don't even draw anymore. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. It's weird. Like, it's weird how parts like, but also you're like a polymath. You sing opera. You you draw like insanely well. And you're fucking funny as hell and buff. Like, that's a fucking that's a great. Well, that's a great the buff thing's the most important. And I'd like that highlighted, please. I know. Unfortunately, in modern gay culture, it's like he's a triple threat. He can do this. He can do this. He's got a six pack. Okay, sick. All right, let's. He can, he can come with us to Fire gay, Island. <laughs> every gay in New York City's a triple threat: dancer, singer, actor. You know, it's like I'm nothing. I'm nothing new. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, uh, I well, that that's really funny you say that because it sounds like you'd be perfect as a neighbor on a sitcom <laughs> like oh mateo's in the yard singing opera and drawing again he's not we don't ever talk about his sexuality but right. he's alone. i'm just in the yard like <laughs> doing fucking hammer curls <laughs> with an I easel hammer and curls a today Hell yeah, you gotta hit the Brachiodorus here, whatever the fuck that is. I know, but I have a bit of tendonitis, and you don't want to know how I got it? From literally holding the mic too much on stage. Oh, shit, dude. Isn't that embarrassing? You've got comedian's elbow. It's like tennis elbow, but even more embarrassing to talk and about. Have, <laughs> my friend Ethan said I probably have planter's foot, because I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just standing all the time. Oh, like, what, no. I'm falling you gotta apart. Start, you gotta good. go full start. You gotta start doing Chase Lounge comedy. You got to just bring like a little Chase Lounge on tour with you. And that's like your. Oh, thing. I thought you meant like Michael Che. I was like, <laughs> me and Michael Che are just going to sit back and... and lounge together. You know what yeah. you need? Michael Che also performing alongside. No, dude, you'll be fine. I don't even know how Joan Rivers did it. She was in her 80s in high heels walking back and forth on that stage. I really just, I that woman, fuck. Dude, you got to get some like uh, prehab and rehab set up at home, like a Epsom bath foot. Like, a, you know, you got to start. You're getting older, brother. You got to start taking care of yourself. In addition to just getting buff. You know, you I, gotta... need, I need massages. I need acupuncture at yes. least regularly. And I'm yeah. not doing that. So yeah. I work out and then just come home and play Zelda. Oh, dude. Uh, I. I part of the reason why my computer was being wonky when I was first trying to log on was I forgot that I'm downloading Diablo four concurrently. So I had to I oh my god, is it out already? Because I had the demo. You can pay twenty dollars extra you can pay a hundred dollars to have it as of to uh yesterday. It's it comes I'll out pay. officially on June sixth. I just did. Uh I'm so excited for it. But I realized I'm like, oh wait, that's slowing my computer down. Of course I can't have everything going at once. Yeah. No, wait, do you not play I'm 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 so into Zelda Tears of the Kingdom right now. I had I started I got so turned off by Breath of the Wild that Why? I, like, I didn't I didn't I was having a really hard time with it and I keep going, I'm not gonna play Tears of the Kingdom until I go back and like play Breath of the Wild because I do want to play it. But now I'm like setting myself up for like I gotta play six games before I'm I'm always like three years behind everyone. I'm always like Dude, I mean I beat right. Ghost There's of no Tsushima rush. and everyone's like, What? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. They're like, it's like kinda like Breath of the Wild. It's not. So and I love Tears of Kingdom. I mean, I'm a huge Fortnite guy. I just play Fortnite with all my friends every single day. Actually, that got me through the pandemic. People were like, I don't know how we did it, and it was horrible. And I was like, I had fucking Fortnite. I was happy as a, I was very happy. I'll tell you what, the two kids I grew up hanging out with and playing video games with, who are now 41-year-old men, over the pandemic, we all re-downloaded Diablo 3, one, mm. one of our favorite games of all time. Very good game. Put on FaceTime audio on a conference call and spent like three hours a week just catching up and playing video games. And now we're doing the same. We're all downloading Diablo 4 like as we For speak. God's sakes, just get, I mean, don't you guys are all on PlayStation? You can get a PlayStation network or something and talk yeah. to each other on headphones? Yes, we could do it officially that way now. And, and Diablo 4 is cross-platform, but before it was mm -hmm. always on um, uh, Battle.net. You know, you had to get it through Blizzard. Now it's a console. Diablo 4 is also on the console. So I've only ever played it keyboard and mouse. So I'm very Wait, intrigued. then you'll you'll remember this. What was the game? It wasn't Call of Duty. Uh, Command and played... Conquer. No, 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 no. 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 Uh, we played it at cyber cafes, cyber internet cafes, bunch of computers. And it was like shooting game, like first oh. person shooter game. Okay, hold on. It there would have been like lot. 2001. There was a oh fuck, uh, there was tons of those popular shooter games back then. Oh fuck! Hold on, I gotta I gotta do look. A, um, do a little research. Hold on, uh, first 
person shooter. I forget uh, what it was called. There, there were so many, and then like it became super popular for a long time. Like it's still uh, people still compete doing it. Not Black Team Forces, Unreal Tournament, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Left for Dead, Time Not Battlefield, Splitters, Return to Castle Wolf, Portal, D, uh, Counter Strike, Dark Counter Strike. Thank yes. you. Yes, Counter Strike. Counter Strike is. I'm sure listeners, by the way, the nerds that are listening are going Counter Strike, Counter Strike while they're doing the dishes or while they're commuting or. But do you remember, because we're the same age, do you remember people going to cyber, like, internet cafes playing Counter-Strike all day long? I, Bro, I had, a, I had a game in, in 2001. I would have been a sophomore in college. I had a gaming PC where, like, the side was open and had a black light inside of it and, like, it glue. And then I, I would go to LAN parties, local area network parties, where you bring your computer and your monitor and you hook them all up together and played games that way because it was way faster than over the internet. Now the internet's fast enough that you could play like real time RTSs, real time strategy, like Star. I love that you. And, I love yeah. that you had to preface that people don't bring their whole computer with them to go play with other friends anymore. <laughs> now I was a big Game Boy, like Pokemon, Red, Yellow, Blue, Gold, Silver, Crystal, Sapphire, yeah. Ruby, Emerald. Those games sucked up my life for like seven years and it was every minute of it was enjoyable ah oh, dude gate i i used to be able to chart like my life on like oh that was the summer that final fantasy came out oh yes. this this was the year that i was into freshman year of college was age of empires sophomore year of college was um diablo uh junior year of a uh, senior year of college was uh Fuck, what was it? I would play World of Warcraft. I played all the fucking games, but like for huge chunks of my life that it kind of was like when people would be like, oh, yeah, that was the two years I dated so-and-so. For me, it'd be like, that was the two years I played uh, the fucking League of Legends nonstop or whatever. S seventh grade would have been Goldeneye. Eighth grade would have been Pokemon Blue. Yeah, uh, oh, Goldeneye, Goldeneye was like two years of high school for me. Like true. X-Men Legends was a game that fucking changed my life too. My cousin Brian and I played, when I say hours of x-men legends where you could play as your own x-men character and they like oh that that game was a fucking plus i wish they oh, would remake it i wish they would like update that game big time that would be really I know. fun to play right because now. the last marvel ultimate alliance fucking sucked i downloaded it i did not enjoy it at all at hated all hated every minute of it it was late it was the laziest like po pokemon scarlet and violet i got that game everyone at pokemon should be fired it's in, it's the, that Pokemon makes more money than Disney and they the game wasn't finished. That it was awful. It was an awful game. I missed Pokemon. Pokemon came out when I was I was still a geek, but Pokemon came out and was like aimed a little bit younger than me. And that just turned me off for life. I never played any Pokemon Game Boy because games. You would have been almost a senior and I was in eighth yeah. grade. Yeah, so I was playing I, Magic was the hit. Gathering when Pokemon cards came out. And I was like, that's for oh, kids. Because Magic the Gathering's for inte inte the intellectual 16-year-olds. <laughs> right, the cool, I, the coolest you of the cool. <laughs> you, you dumb faggots are playing Pokemon Red. Come on, Magic the Gathering, let's go. Like, Get on your bikes no. and your pegs and get away from these dorks oh, pegs remember pegs oh my oh, god. god man do that does that have a different meaning these days well you know i enjoy both <laughs> you know what i still i still enjoy a ride on both <laughs> i do i really do uh my most recent game i played i just beat god of war uh ragnarok for ps5 that was a fun I've not play i've not played god of war and i i don't i mean i'm just so addicted to i there's only so much time Right. You know, well, agreed. The, <laughs> the benefit of the Switch, though, is like because I fly so much, you know, I can play Zelda on a flight, a five hour flight, and the flight is done. Dude, a little edible, a little noise canceling headphones, uh, and your fucking Switch, and flights just evaporate, dude. I know you don't do well, drugs, but for me, I know, but I have to go to Australia in September. I'm doing a tour there. So I'm coming out to Los Angeles first to kind of cut the travel time. I'll do hang out in LA do a couple shows, and then I'm flying to Los Angeles. I told my doctor, I said, you will be writing me a prescription for sleeping pills because I refuse. I'm going to eat my milk, take my pill, die, and wake up in Australia. <laughs> I That's love it. Wake plan. up down under, mate. Um, yeah, well, yeah. 
when you come out here, uh, I'll come see you do a show. Or if you're hitting the gym, let's fucking uh, let's go. Let's go to the gym. Let's yeah, hit the gym. I'll guess. I'll guess pass you at. I'll guess pass you at my gym. I work out at a gym in a private club in WeHo. That is. I'm, you know, a one of the five straight guys that works out there. So, is it a nice fun. gym? Because I it's, usually go to the Equinox in WeHo. Oh, that's a, of course, that's a great gym too. Mine, m- mine is pretty nice too. It's, uh, it's like a uh, capped membership, so you can't like some you, someone can't join until someone else leaves, which is really cool. fun because then it never gets too too crowded. But right. uh, yeah. but then people are also train like training people there. So then it's like, yes, there's not that many people here, but if four people are training four people, that's eight people. Rather than just four people lifting, eh, you know what? I'm, cr- I'm I'm just complaining. But when you come, we'll have a good time. Okay, before before good. I get you out of here, and before we start telling people where they can find uh, your special, what's your favorite pot? Like, wh- not like your favorite singular pasta dish you ever had, but like a go-to pasta dish that you're like, if I'm not sure what I'm getting, and I'm at this place, and they have blank, that's what I'm getting. Look, I have to answer this question with specifics. Please do. A, rest, a restaurant called Ziumberto in Trastevere, a Roma. I get Bucatini alla Madrisciana. What's is, that? Um, Bucatini alla Madrisciana is uh, one of the famous four Roman dishes. So it's um, Bucatini, which <laughs> literally means little hole. Yeah. It's the pasta with That's the like hole. That's like the long it. penne. Yeah, the long floppy penne. Right. But very like, it's like spaghetti with a hole. Yeah, Not yeah. like, you know. And then... Um, the, it's a red sauce cooked with guanciale. Uh, which guanciale is this part of the cake, job. not yeah. not pancetta. Guanciale with pecorino romano cheese. Ah, uh, that's that's ah uh, that sounds fucking great. I love I love a pasta with guanciale. My go to is the, like the sausage rapini and uh, tagliatelle or however they do. It. Like a, a go to like Ta- Italian tagliatelle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, tagliatelle. There you go. <laughs> With rapini. Si, um, si. <laughs> ciao. Grazie. Grazie mille. Uh, that's all I kept saying when I went to Tuscany was grazie mille to everyone as I got fed as like everything. Oh, fucking great food. I got to go back to somewhere. I got to go to Naples. If I go to Naples, will you give me a bunch of recos? I will. But good luck. <laughs> it's, it's crazy there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, has anyone seen where my great grandma's from? And I'm just getting fucking mugged and and everyone's roasting me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Might be fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mateo, enough about me and my stupid adventures. Tell me about your stupid adventure. Well, tell more specifically my listeners about your stupid adventures. Uh, Where Uh, can they find your fucking special? Where, where's it hitting when I think this episode will come out after your special does. So we'll have it linked in the show notes so you can click it right in the phone, but tell, tell my listeners about it a little bit anyway. Yeah. Watch my special. It's called hair plugs and heartache. Um, (laughs) That's great. It's fucking awesome. I'm sold. I'm in. I was in just by who the person was doing it. AKA you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it'll be out June 11th on my YouTube page, which is YouTube and Tail Lane Comedy. And yeah. uh, it's easy to find. I mean, you'll just you go to YouTube and type in Mateo Lane stand up and you'll find it. Right. Or um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, want to watch it right now. Take out your phone, open up show notes, click Mateo Lane's name or special the link and boom, you're watching it. And subscribe and comment. Yay. And give it like a thumbs up or whatever. Do all the shit that get, do all the metric stuff. And watch right. it as well, but do all the metric stuff. Like, fucking do all the algorithm in. shit, please. Yeah, rock the algo, baby. <laughs> Fuck rocking the vote. Rock the algo. And uh, what's your uh, um, your Instagram handle if people want to see? Oh, Mateo uh, Lane for Instagram and TikTok. M a t t e o l a n e. Hell fucking yeah, Mateo. This was a real pleasure catching up, man. It was good. To Thank see you. It was so nice to talk to you. As for listeners, you know where to check me out. Action Boys is my other podcast. And 101 Places to Party Before You Die is still on something called Max. I'm recording this in advance, so hopefully it's still there. Bye, shitheads! That was a HeadGum Podcast. 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body. someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs>